Hi, welcome to the lunchroom. I'm Caitlin. I'm Judy. I'm Isabel. And this is episode 11 of our podcast. In our last episode, Isabel and Judy mentioned the let's meet stories. Let's not meet. Oh, let's not meet. And if you didn't know, these let's not meet stories are a Reddit Reddit post. And it's a place to read spine-tingling, unusual, terrifyingly true stories about people you never want to meet again. So today we just chose one or two. The first one is from Let's Not Meet. The second one is not from Let's Not Meet. Mm. Okay. And then I have a story too. Okay, sorry. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start off with the story from the Reddit post, Let's Not Meet, and it's called Camping Hell. So I'm going to read. So sit back and relax and enjoy my annoying voice. Back in 2011, I was within a circle of friends that made it a tradition to go camping at a certain spot every May long weekend. The spot we chose was in a beautiful area right on the edge of a large lake and was located on government land. The land itself had a dam on it, so during May long, the weather levels were always low if not completely empty, making it possible to walk across it. People Wait, were... I have a question. Uh, what question? Does, does May long mean like all throughout mm-hmm. May? Yeah. Oh, right? Okay. We could search it. Hold on. My English not good. <laughs> For me, I said w- weather instead of water. <laughs> it's May long weekend, right? Oh, maybe that's oh. Is this is like the Monday? Oh, okay. This is the Monday before May twenty fifth, observed in Canada in com- in commemoration of the birthday of Queen Victoria. Oh, this is from Canada. Oh, I guess yeah. So this is a story from Canada. That's why I was wondering. There's no like U.S. holiday that's in yeah. May where everyone gets a long weekend. Oh, okay. shout out to our listeners in Canada. Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. People were allowed to camp there as long as they weren't causing trouble or making a mess, and it was generally a good time for everyone. The spots themselves were spaced far enough apart that you had your own privacy, but not far enough that you couldn't meet other people. In this particular year, our spot was in the middle of a small hill, with one campsite below us and one above us. The first night of our trip happened without incident. During the second day, the people staying at the site below us had moved in. We didn't think much of it and continued drinking throughout the day and into the night. The fuck they drinking Wait, who during drinks the that? day, bro? <laughs> Yo, it's May long weekend. You're just trying to enjoy but yourself. Still, day though, it's like going to festivals. It's like people day drink there too. Maybe it's like a nice cold beer in the morning. You're just cracking a cold one with the boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that would feel really nice. Around midnight. The people at the campsite below us were really out of control. They were yelling and screaming, and the music had gotten even louder. So our friend Ben went down to ask them to turn it down. He was promptly punched in the face, and came back to inform us that he was 90% sure they were on drugs. After that, the vibe wasn't as relaxed, and we were all somewhat on edge. I was feeling really tired, so I decided to go to bed. Some of my friends were still awake, including Ben, probably because his bitch was suffering from, you know, <laughs> being the punch in the face. <laughs> and one couple, Lily and Derek, that were visiting another campsite we had made friends with that day. Oh, they were the ones that were still awake. Yeah. I could hear that the campsite below us was still blasting their music and partying really pretty hard, but I just tried to ignore it and go to sleep. Can't you like, oh, wait, never mind. I was going to say go down there again. <laughs> 
and get punched. <laughs> get punched again. They're gonna get punched again. At this point, they're gonna get kicked, bro. Oh man. I don't know what time it was when I jolted awake. Parts of this are somewhat of a blur, obviously from all that drinking. All I know is that I sat straight up as soon as I heard the screaming and yelling coming from outside my tent. I quickly ran outside to find our campsite in chaos. One of my friends was clutching their chest. People were running around and screaming to call 911. I was quickly informed of what happened. Apparently, not long after I had gone to bed, the people camping at the site below us decided they weren't finished talking to Ben. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my god. And on their way up, they had encountered Lily and Derek walking back. Now, Derek and Ben are about the same height, and they have the same color hair. So they, they assumed that Derek was Ben, and bottled both him and Lily over the head with a full glass bottle. Oh what the fuck? These people are crazy! They said we got some unfinished business with you, Ben. <laughs> Damn. It's dark, too, so they can't see. That's so unfortunate for, for Derek. She don't even care about Ben. She's like, oh poor Derek. But I'm saying he's just walking. Wait, why? Why would they hit Lily over the head though? If they had it with Ben, it's because she's associated with him. Oh wow. Okay. I don't know if it was the same guys that showed up at our campsite, but I was told that everyone else was sitting around the fire when two or three huge guys appeared from the darkness and walked over to them. One had a paring knife, and the other had a butcher's knife in their hands. Yo, butcher's knife, that's fucking huge. Yeah, that's, that's sharp scary. as shit. Ben saw the knives and had gotten up to talk to them, and had barely spoken a word when the guy with the paring knife stabbed him once in the chest. At the same time, some people from the campsite above had seen the guys coming and came down to help. One of the guys, Tim, was coming down the hill when the guy with the butcher's knife ran up to him and stabbed him in the stomach. From there, sheer panic ensued. People call 911, but the ambulance is over half an hour away. This is where I came out of the tent. Tim's wound was bleeding profusely, and he was losing blood way too quickly. His friends ended up putting him back in the back of his car and speeding off to meet the ambulance halfway. Ben was also bleeding, but his wound wasn't as deep as Tim's, and we were able to keep him calm until an ambulance arrived. The guys with the knives ran off into the darkness, back down to the campsite, and took off in their Land Rover. My boyfriend at the time and I had gotten into his car and drove to the entrance to try and flag down the policemen on their way to the scene. Once they arrived, we were informed to stay in the car as they had released a canine search unit to hunt down the people who stabbed our friends. By the end of the night, they had arrested the men. They had tried to flee by driving their vehicle across the lake bed, where they got stuck in a muddy section of the lake. These people aren't really smart, right? (laughs) Not very smart, yeah. They were on a concoction of several drugs, as suspected. Luckily, both Tim and Ben survived, although Tim had lost a lot of blood and took a few weeks to recover from his wounds. Derek and Lily had huge goose eggs. What, what, what is that? It's like Probably a bump. It's a bump on your head. Oh. Yeah. It was definitely the scariest thing I had ever experienced, and a few of us had to testify against them in court. Oh shit, but this is real because they like attached a an article about it. We can link yeah. it in our description if you guys want. Mm. How'd you find it, Isabel? Well, I searched up Let's Not Meet Reddit camping. And the reason why I chose camping was because last week I asked you guys if you thought I would go camping. And if I did, how high maintenance would I be? So I just wanted to share like a story as to why I would just never go camping. 
and this is one of the reasons why because there's like people out there who are out to just kind of kill you sometimes <laughs> you bump their shoulder wrong and they're like coming back with some like machete knife That's or something true yeah. or like i've seen like other stories on the let's not meet reddit all about camping one of one of them was about a girl who stalked the couple throughout their whole like honeymoon camping trip another one like bit off this creep's finger oh and then wait what yeah yeah, yeah. bit off the finger because maybe he was trying to grab her or something so then like as like self-protection like self-defense that's what it is yeah Yeah. you never know who you're camping with but of course these are just like you know the scary side of camping i've heard of like stories where camping was amazing and everything yeah you know the trees the wind the air (laughs) the deer the the bears (laughs) you know yeah, but I think this article, um, the Free Press from Canada, obviously, mm-hmm. they wrote they wrote about this case, and it's called "Man Arrested Following Lake Kokanusa Stabbing." Mm-hmm. Sorry if we're saying that wrong. The Lake Lake Kukin. Oh yeah, USA. I'm. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! I, I wouldn't say USA. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you spell it: K O O C A N U S A. Oh, Lake Kakanusa. Kakanusa. Lake Kakanusa. Yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry. I literally like butchered that. I feel like this Thank might you. be why some people some people don't speak up if their neighbors are too loud or if like people are causing commotion on public transportation just because they're scared that the other person might retaliate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't predict how people react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get told a lot that to just kind of keep to ourselves yeah. because you don't know what the other person is capable of but like what if you were in a large group setting would you would you like would you say something i mean ben was by himself but then a bunch of other people came and they they also got stabbed would you say something in a large group setting i mean cuz i know the bystander effect is even greater in like larger groups yeah I think I'd be more likely to speak out or, like, ask someone else to be like, hey, go over there and tell that guy that he's being too loud. But I think yeah. if I'm by myself, I'm less likely to say anything. Mm-hmm. Same. I think in a larger group, I, like, for some reason, I get all this confidence. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm invincible, bro. So I'd probably speak up, just making sure I have backup, too. Yeah. You know? Me and Kaylin are just going to watch you go up to him. <laughs> no, back we're going to be like, he is, but we got you. And then right when you go, we're going to go, we're going to go the other direction. We're just going <laughs> to run off. <laughs> what the fuck? And now we have story two that's going to be told by Judy. Yay. Yay. Give us some background on the story. Is it real? It or... is not real. It's a made up story. Is it spooky? It's kind of spooky, I think. I came across it, but I couldn't remember a lot of details, so I made made some up. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Story two. In a little town, in a little place on Earth, there's a red brick house, number 113, with pale white window frames and a really pale white door. It was kind of old, and it had these like really dark red curtains covering all the windows in the house and the owners of number 113 were mr and mrs stevens the two of them have been living there 
ever since they got married in their early 20s. Joe is a retired butcher. Joe Mama. (laughs) (laughs) And Maya, his wife, was a retired writer. The two of them had retired like a couple years ago when they were 30. And now they're in like their mid-60s. Yeah. They, Wait, they retired a couple years ago in their mid thirties. <laughs> That's like that was a couple like decades three... ago. <laughs> Wait, they retired know. mad early. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they be packing the bread. What what Ew. do we know their job? She yeah, said Joe, it in the beginning. Joe Mama was a butcher, and Maya was a writer. Maya's a what? A writer. Okay, let me switch uh, my major right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to retire there. You yeah. could be econ major and still be a writer, the fuck? Yeah, you could do both and retire at 20. Why don't I be a butcher, a writer, and an econ major, okay? I'm about to retire at 20-something. I'm about to retire tomorrow. <laughs> you about to retire yesterday with all these jobs. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, they retired in their early 30s a couple decades ago, and now they're 65. And they've been living, like, a pretty quiet life. They keep a neat garden. They've never had any noise complaints from their neighbors. I mean, because they're 65. There's no noise to make. And then they haven't been in trouble with the law. And everyone in the town, like, really loved them. They're, like, the grandparents of the town. Because I think they were the oldest ones there. Mm-hmm. Um, but And because, like, they were so old, they're nearing their 70s now. The police station, like, this is how much the town loved them. Like, the police station, every year, once or twice a year, they would send just an officer to visit them just to check up on them. Like, you know, like, those wellness checks? just to visit and be like how are you guys doing yeah yeah and so today on this bright saturday morning chris was tasked with going to visit the stevens chris was a rookie cop who moved here recently under his good friend ruth's suggestion um she had unfortunately passed away last year so he felt like he kind of like needed to take the job but also he was like 22 and he didn't know what else to do with his life and I think he went to, like, police training or whatever, and he decided to take the job because his friend Ruth had rec- recommended him before she had passed away, and the pay was nice. <laughs> the pay was nice. The townspeople were friendly, and there wasn't really, like, a lot of action there. He could just sit around all day and get paid. And he felt like he made a good choice. He's been here for, like, three, four months. Nothing's really happened, and now he's going to meet the Stevens. So as he's taking a stroll down to number 113, he notices that almost every single house on the street is kind of like run down, except for the Stevens house. It looks a little old, but it looks really well kept. He's just like, wow, these two people, they're really living the life. And then he walks up to their front door. Hello, oh. Sonny. Lady, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is it? Oh wow, if you guys sound like that when you're older, I don't know. You don't want to us, right? <laughs> Why, hello there. You must be Chris. I've heard so much about you from the chief of police. Chris was pleasantly surprised. Um, like, he knew the Stevensons were in their 60s, but Maya, she didn't look like a day over 50. Like, she looked really young. And so as he stepped into the dimly lit red brick house, he began to notice all the clutter lined up against the wall. So, like, there was these bookshelves that were lined against the living room wall and they were like stacked with dusty old books and really old boxes that were filled like you know those boxes that are so filled that you can't keep the lid down Mm -hmm. like they had a bunch of those boxes and there were so many like different antiques and 
little toys that were scattered around. Oh my gosh. The room. Oh, I oh. have I have a guess. What's, What's your, your guess? guess? <laughs> I think these, no, I think these Stevens killed the previous owners and then lived there and then they Oh. It's, not, it's not a feasible thing. I was gonna say, and then they brainwashed the whole town. Wow, that's scary. But but no, no. I think they probably like stole people or like killed some people and then took their belongings. And oh, then they have so much power that then no one in the town so is willing like to people, speak up or something. Are they like people trafficking? Trafficking people? No, 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 no. My guess is just that I think they killed some people. Interesting. Interesting guess. Are they aliens? Interesting guesses. And the reason why their house looks so like up, like like well kept from the outside is because they probably stuffed some bodies in the walls and then tried to refurnish <laughs> the house to make it look <laughs> more what? clean. Oh, that was so scary. Was okay, scary. okay. Well, I can definitely say they didn't stuff bodies inside of the walls. Like <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> and there's like a bunch of antiques and stuff scattered around the room, and like everything looked old. But, like, the outside of the house looked new, so he was kind of like, oh, maybe they're just trying to keep up, you know, the look for the town. Because the whole town adores them, so they can't be like, yeah, we're just these two messy old, you know, people living inside this house. So he just kept following um, Mrs. Stevenson's into the dining room. So he walked into the dining room, and he realized Mrs. Stevens had set up, like, this whole last feast. And he was just like, oh, like, did I intrude on something like were you and mr stevens about to have a date night or something she was like no this is for you to eat we only get people to visit us like once or twice a year so we always treat it you know a special occasion and he was like they knew i was coming down to see them today okay and it's kind of weird but you can't say no to free food right fucking creepy bro so he sits down that sounds like hansel and gretel yo yo relax i'm just saying right yeah the fairy tale yeah. Yeah. That's not kind of, like where the whole house is made of candy. Yeah. And she's like, come eat. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? No, stop. What if she's trying to poison him? <laughs> oh my god. And then no. cut him up. Oh my god. What if the meat that's in there are human oh, is human hell. meat? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. So he starts, you know, just chatting with Miss Mrs. Stevens about the day. You know, oh like the weather's so great. Oh, like the oh, where'd she go? Oh, you look so young, Mrs. Stevens. And he just keeps eating. And then by the time he's done, he realized he had eaten like an insane amount of food. He had eaten the whole plate of pasta. He had eaten the entire roasted duck by himself. He had eaten a whole plate of fried rice. He had eaten the fruit on the pudding that Mrs. Stevens made for dessert. And he had eaten the whole pudding by himself. Mrs. Stevens had like two strawberries and like a bite of the pasta. And he even finished the chicken soup that she made all by himself. He had drank every last drop. And he's sitting there like, oh my god, can't believe I was that fucking hungry. Like, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Stevens, right? You didn't even eat anything. Oh, Chris, everyone is usually this hungry. People tend to have big appetites at this time of day. And Chris was just like, not me. <laughs> usually I can't even finish like half a dog by myself. But I guess I worked up an appetite. Half a what? Half a dog. Quack, quack. Oh, I heard dog. I was like, huh? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Emphasize on that duck. <laughs> I guess I worked up an appetite walking over here. And so they both laugh at Chris's, like, not really funny joke. And so as she's cleaning up, he's just sitting there. And he notices on the fridge, there's, like, these photos on the wall of Mrs. Stevens and, like, former policemen. Oh, that's so cool. Do you, like, really make this, like, a celebration? Do you, like, take photos of them to commemorate 
the event. She's like, yeah, I was just about to ask you to take a picture with me outside of the house, right? Oh, my God. She's finishing up in the kitchen. And so he's just looking at the pictures because he's nothing else to do. And he realizes that in one of the pictures, um, he sees his friend Ruth, right? Makes me kind of miss her. But I guess, in a way, it kind of comforted him because he was like, she probably also visited Mrs. Stevens. And at least she got to enjoy like a really nice meal. Because when she was going back to like the city to visit her parents, um, the police station had called and informed them that she had gone into a car accident and she had passed away on the scene and couldn't make it back home. They were really good friends in college, so he always missed her. And so he just felt like that's so sweet that he, she still has the picture up. Mm-hmm. So after she finishes up, they go outside and they take the photo. She had set up an automatic camera to take a picture of the two of them. And he was just like, I wonder where Mr. Stevens is, right? Yeah, like, where is he like sick? Is he? Yo, like I ate a whole meal by myself. I'm taking a picture with your wife. Where are you? So they go back inside and he's like, oh, like, is Mr. Stevens okay? Is he sick? And she's like, well, these last few weeks, he's been feeling a little bit under the weather, you know? So he's kind of bedridden. He can't move. He's like, you know what? Maybe I go upstairs ahead of him, you know, cheer him up. Maybe it'll help him feel like there's something to do she's like that's such a great idea so they start heading up the staircase to the second floor of the house as he enters the room chris gets to the room first and looks inside the room and he realizes that mr stevens isn't in the bedroom and also he realizes that there's like one bed and then all the curtains are drawn kind of like pitch black in there so he like walks close to the bed because he's getting kind of nervous and he gets this like sinking feeling in the stomach and he's like oh no is he dead so he kind of like looks at the bed and there's like a lump under the bed and he's like oh my god did he like die did she go like crazy and she's just been taking care of like a dead body this whole time mm-hmm. so he kind of pulls down the blankets and it's just a big ass pillow underneath the, the blankets and he's like what the fuck like, what's going on so he turns around he's like stevens your husband isn't in bed and she's like oh no maybe he fell somewhere and he kind of looks around the room and is like fell where like where in this room did he fall there's only a bed and like one chair in this room like where the fuck did he fall so he's kind of like the earth like okay and he starts getting like these thoughts did she kill mr stevens so he decides to play along because he's like okay i don't want her to know that i'm onto her right like i gotta just pretend like i'm looking for him and then go get back up imagine you just ate mr stevens (gasps) right oh no Bitch, oh, no. what you mean? Oh no, you're not telling it. <laughs> Wait, in those pictures on Mrs. Stevens' fridge, was it only her and um the previous officer? Not the yeah. officer, the yeah, it's always her and the police officer. Mr. Stevens her? is never there. Mr. Stevens is never there. What the fuck? So he starts walking to the room and he's patting the wall and he's like, he feels kind of silly, but at the same time, he's like, I need to like get back to the door and kind of step into the opening so it's not as dangerous because they're in a enclosed space so as he's reaching the corner of the room near the door the door had been open there was this i guess like blind spot behind the door where he couldn't see and he was like well he's obviously not behind the door if she killed him so he starts heading out of the room towards mrs stevens who's standing in the hallway and she looked really worried right and he was like well i can't find mr stevens in the room she's like are you sure is he in the room like is he dead in the room and out of the corner of his eye, he sees someone move. Oh my, like, oh my god. Like, who the fuck is that? So he slowly turns around. And before he can, there's this loud, like, thump sound. And it gets really, really quiet. 
And then later on that evening, Mr. and Mrs. Stevens are sitting at the dinner table and they're eating their dinner. And they only got like, a small bowl of oatmeal, you know, and some like leftovers from the night before because they don't have like that much of an appetite anymore. And so as they're finishing up their dinner, Miss Stevens was Mrs. Stevens was eating with this metal spoon and like this metal bowl and kind of in the reflection, you can see her face getting younger, like as the time passes. So now she looks kind of like she's in her mid forties. Like she's forty five now. And Mr. Stevens, he'd be looking like he's forty five too. So as they finish up, up their dinner, they decide that they're both well enough now to leave the house and maybe go on a little walk. And so arm in arm, they walk up this little hill on their street near their home. And they look over their little red brick house. The paint on the windows from earlier had gotten a lot whiter. It's like a more vibrant white. And the red bricks look less old now. And the house looks a lot younger. Well, I don't know like if that's a good way to put it. But the house looks less old. Like it was just built. And the curtains on the second floor, they were like a deeper shade of red. And as they passed by, the town people on their little walk... The Stevens, the Stevens run into the chief of police and Mrs. Stevens gives him a little nod and just quietly says, it's another success, successful year. I think you should get ready to make that call to his family members about that little car accident on his way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the end of the story. So the picture that they take just kind of commemorates their lost loving moments and then the so basically the young people who visit them they take their life mm-hmm. so the like their youthfulness which then translate into them to make them younger as well as their house yeah i think that's the gist of the story so it was no cannibalism or anything yeah like though that. it would have been scarier if they cooked him at the end do we know how they Mm-mm, i don't think it ever says how they like how it works Bro, you had me on my, the edge of my seat. Yeah, but that's how oh, Ruth passed away too, you know? Like, she didn't get into a car accident. She disappeared oh. in their house. For some oh. reason, I thought it was going to be even scarier, where, like, if he lifts up the covers on the bed, he'll see the dead body of Ruth. I thought he was just going to see some um, Mr. Stevens staring back at him. I think no, what the fuck? in the original story, like, um, when they, like, he was supposed to, like, lift, the curtains or something to see like get more light in the room and when he took his hand away he thought his hands were covered in red paint so he just like kept wiping it off but then in his like last moments he realized oh my god like that was blood like the curtains were soaked in blood but i don't remember that storyline exactly because so i have to change the ending a little bit oh my god that's scary <laughs> yeah. what the fuck wait i'm confused though why is the police chief in on it what is he getting out of it? well Ruth was the rookie cop last year, and so he's the rookie cop this year because they're like kind of the same age. So she was the cop before him, and they were all like young cops in the photo. So it's all like the new cops who come to the town that die. So they're probably just inviting officers from like outside of town to come and then sacrificing them to the Stevensons. And I don't know why, but they just do. Is it like the townspeople also get younger? Would it work like that? I don't know. They don't ever mention anything about that. Mm. That would be so wild, though, if they did. Right? The town, the town keeps... But I mean, it's a pretty old town, so maybe the town, like, is able to survive because they just keep giving the Stevens what they want. On to the third story. Take it away, Isabel. Yeah, so it's not really a... 
I don't know. Oh, it's not a story, right? It's like a personal. I guess it's a story, but this is just like some like creepy encounter I had. Mm-hmm. I was out with my friends and it was around midnight and we were walking towards the car because we just finished eating. And as we're walking to the car, I see this man like walking towards us with his hands in his pockets. And because it's like midnight, I'm like more alert of my surroundings. But I just didn't think much about it because I'm like, oh, I'm in a group. And if anything happens, you know, we could maybe fend him off or something and call the police. And also there was like two other people on the same block. So then like my friends and I are just kind of talking. And then as and then I see the man getting closer. So then as we cross paths, his eyes and my eyes meet. But then I'm like, oh, like it's whatever. It was kind of creepy, but you know, it's like midnight. I get it. Like everything's creepier when it's it's late at night. Yeah. I just kind of mentioned it to my friends. They're like, oh yeah, like it's no biggie. Like, don't worry about it. So we should probably walk quicker to the car. And then as we're walking quicker, I turn back to make sure nobody's following us because I'm just fucking crazy like that. And I see this man also like turn back and he turns back walking towards us in the same direction. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm like, what does this guy need? Or like, did he drop something? I'm like, maybe. So then I tell my friend, I'm like, guys, we should probably like walk quicker. And we're walking faster. And I see, and then I turn back to make sure he's not following us. And I see him walking a bit quicker too. And then I'm like, guys, (laughs) I think this guy's following us. And like our car is just like a few cars away. So then I'm like, guys, can we just almost book it? We all are basically running and walking. Like, right before we get to the car, I see this guy also, like, almost running towards us. And then when we get into the car, I see him kind of, see, he stops midway and he turns around and walks away from us. That's so scary. He was trying to race you guys. So when he saw you guys in the car, he was like, I can't. I can't outrace the car. car. You made eye contact with him. So he was like, you want to (laughs) race? Maybe, hopefully. But it was so scary because it was midnight you know are you guys the only people there on the block yeah other than the two other people it was just us and the guy you think if you were a guy it would it have happened i don't know i think it Mm. depends on what the other person's like intentions were like if he was trying to rob someone like he probably wouldn't have cared if his guy or girl but Mm -hmm. but i think it's it would have been different if you were all guys so Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like, trying to rob four guys who probably, like, could match you in strength, that's... Yeah. Or, like, if he had other intentions, he probably wouldn't have gone through all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think because we were female and we seemed, like, you know, less powerful and also kind of defenseless, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, they're easy targets. Yeah. I just feel it's like, scary know, being a woman. It is. Yeah. I also used to take different paths back home. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, because I read somewhere, like, just in case people, like, were trying to follow you or stalk you, they'll never, mm. like, ha- like know your routine path because you won't have one. Yeah, you hear, like, a lot of, like, they mm. can match your pattern because people tend to just kind of take the same road or they have the same routine every day. So it's really easy to predict your actions. And I know, like, during this one case, it happened with students in a school so then all these school buses had to start taking different routes every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Just to, like, prevent that from happening and ensuring everybody was safe. Damn, there are so many creepy, creepy people. people out there. Yeah. Scary world out there. There's so many stories that we have that I feel like we could share more. Yeah. Yeah. The next podcast episode. Ooh. Um, could be a continuation. 
hope you guys keep an eye out story. for that and we'll see you next time bye love ya okay good night uh, good morning good good afternoon <laughs>